the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon once again, everybody. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. It is great to be with you today, each and every one of you. And uh, welcome to the program. You can give me a call at 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. And uh want to open up the phones in this hour, and maybe we can have a conversation about uh, lots of things going on here in the Southland. And uh you know, I'm hesitant a little bit to talk about uh, vaccines and vaccine mandates, but I think we have to as things are going into effect in Los Angeles City and some other rules for the county. We're going to have to show your uh, vaccine card to get into a restaurant or uh, or somewhere else. So what do you think about that? What are your uh, what are your plans? How do you respond? Are you going to go to restaurants where they make you do that, uh, whether you're vaccinated or not? What's the right thing? to do? How do we support one another during this? How long is it going to last, do you think? There was an article in the, uh, somebody wrote in the New York Times today, wondering if there's ever going to be an off-ramp for uh, masking kids in schools. And I was thinking about that this week. I was thinking, how long is, you know, I haven't heard, like, is this going to end in January? Is it going to end in March? You know, we're not going to do this forever, right? Uh, you know, and as, as, uh, you know, maybe we need to do it forever if masks are actually uh, protecting lives and things like that. But I think that at some point we're going to have to move on, right. And get onto the right things. How do we deal with these issues where there is so much tension and so much difficulty as believers? How do we move on and stay truthful with one another? The number is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Give me a call. Tell me what you think and uh, what we can do about it. How are you responding? Uh, if you own a restaurant, are you gonna are you gonna comply or not comply? I'd be interested to see uh, how you're dealing with it and how we can move on together that way. Uh, I hope that uh, everything is going great uh, for you. I mentioned uh, I've mentioned a couple times in the last couple of days an interesting event that happened was. Uh, Many people, and I hope that this isn't you, and if it is you, uh, I want to encourage you to try to get off this page, okay? I guess a bunch of uh, QAnon followers showed up in Daily Plaza to uh, welcome John F. Kennedy Jr., who apparently is going to be the vice presidential nominee for the uh, next uh, Trump run in 2024, if that indeed does happen. And uh, I heard a comedian talk about this, and unfortunately, there's just a lot of, uh, you know, making fun of other stuff, but, uh, you know, John F. Kennedy died in a plane crash uh, 1999, I believe, John F. Kennedy Jr. And I remember that. It was a sad, sad event and just another kind of story in uh, that American family, uh, different things. But one of the comedians was saying this. He said, you know, if a guy actually did show up who came back to life, we should listen to that guy. If He said, if John F. Kennedy Jr. showed up and said, yep, I'm going to be the vice president and you need to do what I you know, say, I'm going to run for office. He said, we definitely should be voting for that guy. And he kind of went on and on. And he's making some jokes, although I wondered if he's trying to make a, uh, you know, a reference. I don't know where his faith is, this person, you know, to Christ. And I thought to myself, you know what? The thing is, is the truth is, 
if somebody did come back to life, wouldn't you want to listen to them? And I'm not talking about somebody who, you know, was pronounced dead and, you know, a few minutes later they uh, they come back. You know, that happens kind of all the time. Or somebody who's even down in the morgue, right, and they come back to life. I'm talking about somebody who's dead and buried, somebody who not only has been called, uh, not only somebody who has been called, uh, their death has been called, the time called, but also somebody who's buried. You know, there's a big difference between uh, that happening. And they came back to life. Uh, Would you follow that guy, that person? I think you should. And there's one time when this happened with Jesus Christ. And it's important for us to keep this in mind that we already have a risen Savior. We already have somebody who we follow, who died, who we know died, who the Scriptures tell us that the Roman soldier put the sword in his side and he noticed that the blood was separated, the water and the blood is separated. Uh, This is how we know he's dead. They pull him off the cross. I'm sure they did other vital sign testing. They knew enough about heart beating and breathing and things like that. Not breathing. They wrap him up. They do a quick job because of the Sabbath. They put him in the tomb. The ladies go to the tomb early Sunday morning. The ladies are going probably because they know that the guy's messed it up and they're going to get his body better prepared for burial. And they don't expect to see him. It's an interesting thing, right, is that the first Easter, um, people were not there when he walked out of the tomb, except for the Roman soldiers. I know one person who said uh, they might have been the first converts, you know, some of them, because they saw him. Uh, If they saw him, maybe they just heard a noise or saw the angels and took off. But the ladies come. There was not a bunch of people there. The apostles, the disciples at the time, they weren't out there with a countdown. Ten, nine, eight, seven. Even though he told them he's going to come back in three days. Even though he made it, Jesus made it very clear he's coming back. Nobody actually believed it. And you know why we don't believe it is because people don't come back to life. Okay, so Jesus had raised Lazarus, and that was a big story, and people had seen that. But once, but Jesus was the one doing it, and once he is put, put to death himself, they must have thought, well, that's it. And then Jesus comes back to life. This is crucial. Scriptures tell us that our faith is built on this, that if Jesus didn't rise, then our faith isn't true. Our faith is, is not worth following. Our faith, the Christian faith, is founded on an event, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's the one. He's the one that we are to follow. And in doing so, we don't have to fear death because he had victory over death. In doing so, we don't have to fear all the other crazy stuff that's uh, going on in our culture because we have someone who is a risen Savior who has told us to follow him. And we get to do that. We get to follow Jesus. I want to encourage us, if we have this conversation, if we talk about it, uh, it's a hard conversation. I feel like we need to learn how to do it in a, in a graceful way and to figure out, even if we're on different pages, what do we do? And I'd like to hear from you about that. 888-52-TALKS is the phone number, 888-528-2557. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow, your guest host today on Southern California Live, and I'd love to hear your thoughts about Uh, the vaccine mandates that are going into effect now and uh, how you're going to respond to that. So let me go to the phone here. I got Rhonda from Glendora. Rhonda, how you doing? Great. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you for calling today. Yeah, I just wanted to express my opinion about the vaccine mandates. I I just think that they discriminate against certain people groups like... um, People that have already have immunity from having COVID, 
And then there's people that can't get the vaccine for different medical reasons, like myself. I have an autoimmune disease, and so I've done a lot of research on it, and I don't feel it, it's safe for me to get the vaccine. So those people, it's not fair to discriminate against us, you know, to go to a restaurant or go to a salon or a concert or whatever it is. So anyway, that's just let my me, opinion. <laughs> yeah, hey, let me, let me ask you something. Here. So have you, have you have like a, uh, a, a medical note from your doctor saying that you shouldn't get the vaccine? Is that something you've talked about with your doctor um, in your case? No, you know what? I, from my understanding, is most doctors will not write that. And my particular group that I am with, I won't say who it is. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not aware that they that they would do anything like that. Yeah, well, um, well, yeah. I'm curious um, about that because I, I would really like to know. You, know, my sister is in a similar situation, um, but I believe in her case, uh, her doctor is telling her that she should not get the uh, vaccine. So um, it might be worth talking to your doctor. Most they're going to say is no, right? But you might call your doctor and say, you know what? I'm not not even sure if it's going to be honored, Um, you know, because they just, all they want to see is some kind of a, um, you know, a card when when you go. So, yeah, I probably need to look into that more. But then what about people with natural immunity who don't want to get vaccinated? You know, I mean, what do you do those people? Yeah, I think that the uh, the no. mandate issue is is a, a really big deal, and you know we're told to follow the science, and I support following the science. By the way, I think you know there, I've got a lot of questions about things, and I'm struggling because when I follow the science, there's a lot of things where uh, I'm finding different things back and forth. Thank you, uh, Rhonda, for your call. I appreciate that today. I would encourage you, Rhonda, to go to talk to your doctor anyway. Uh, and and just really do that because I do think that getting um, uh, a medical note and a medical uh, um, I'm forgetting the right term that I want to use here, but uh, having a good medical excuse for not getting the vaccine or for uh, whatever is something that's going to potentially matter eventually in the courts. Uh, these things are going to go to court. We're going to see where they go. Uh, I noticed today that the uh, city of Palmdale is getting ready to uh, to push back uh, legally. Uh, lots of cities and different places around uh, the counties. Uh, and I don't know where it's going to end up, uh, but I would encourage you to uh, to take a look at your doctor uh, and do that. 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Uh, how are you going to respond to these uh, mandates? I'm wondering if anybody's just not going to go to restaurants who do that, or if you are a restaurant owner, are you going to comply you know, what do you do? It's a, it's a very strange time. I think the mandates are different than just the the science about uh, the vaccines um, and those kinds of things. One of the things that has been on my mind, you know, maybe as we talk about these these things or as we just think about them, 1 Peter 4, uh, 7 through 11, another great passage for us, is and it helps us remember why we're here now as as the church. You know, I think that uh, as Christians, we are we are put in a uh, a situation where we have to speak to a culture as salt and light in a time where um, the specific issues that we have it might be difficult to um, to speak in one voice, but we need to find a way to do that. But at the same time, that one voice is about Christ, and how do we move that way? I'll get to that scripture here in just a minute because I do want to take your calls. DJ from Ventura, welcome to Southern California Live. DJ? DJ from Ventura, are you with me? I'll put you back 
Oh, all right. There you go. How you doing, DJ? Good. Doing well. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing fine. What can I do for you? What's on uh, your mind about the vaccines for, today? For the vaccine mandate, I'm totally against it as a Christian. Um, the The vaccine does have aborted, aborted fetal tissue in it. And as a Christian, it's unclean. We should not do it. We should not partake in it. And for the mandate itself towards restaurants and businesses, let's take our business elsewhere. Let's find businesses that will not discriminate against people and let them take our money and literally stop going to these businesses that segregate us. You know, I've wondered about the, I've tried to figure out the, uh, the fetal tissue issue, and it seems like um, that is an issue with a lot of different medicines. Uh, specifically, I think the Johnson & Johnson one, is it's more of an issue with that one than it is the other ones. Although it's very old, and there's a lot of, you know, it, it's not a recent thing. It has, it is an issue there that we have to, to be thinking about. But uh, you know, as a as a believer, what is your objection? Is that the is that the only one? The fetal tissue, like if it could be proven to you that that's not part of the vaccine, or if say the Pfizer one is not dealing with that, um, would you take it? Well, no, because it, it, this vaccine has only been around for what ten months now. And there's yeah. no long-term studies done on it. So why would I inject something that's 99% survival rate when I could find a doctor to, to prescribe me hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or I get on America Frontline Doctors and I can get on their website and get the same medicine that will, that will absolutely treat me for this, for this virus. Well, you know, a lot of people me, think that way. But one of, the, one of the things I'm I'm trying to get at, too, though, here is, you know, most of the studies out there are inconclusive, particularly about the ivermectin, although there's, some, there's a big one that might come out eventually that'll be a lot better as far as its results go. Um, but, you know, when we're talking about it as Christians not taking the vaccine, uh, is your biggest objection really spiritual, or is it that it hasn't been around for more than 10 months? It's mostly spiritual. Like, there's a Holocaust going in, in, in America right now, especially in California. We lead the country in abortion. And where, where are the Christians at? It's almost like the, you know, Nazi Germany when the Jews were going by on trains. <clears throat> All right. And the churches were just being louder. So now you're back to the, now you're back to, to that one. So I'm just trying to, to kind of nail down where we are. Thank you, DJ, for your call. I appreciate it. John from Marietta. How you doing, John? Point number one. Yes, sir. Point number one is that this is not about COVID. It's about control. The government wants to tell you what to do, when you can do it, and how high you have to jump. Point number two, everybody needs to do the math. If you look at the number of people that have died after two years of COVID in the entire world, and then you divide it by the number of people in the world, you'll realize that the chances of dying of COVID are extremely small, even smaller for people that uh, are under 80 years old and don't have underlying conditions. I think that, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Go ahead, uh, for your call, John. You know, it's an interesting thing because it changes the conversation a little bit. If you know somebody who's died of it recently, died really of the COVID. Um, and you're right, the well, number of people around the world, it's, it's a very, very small number overall, but it's still a big number. For example, uh, you know, it's a big number depending on your perspective, right? So 700,000 Americans-ish, they say, have died of COVID. Um, I know there's debate about how many are of COVID or with COVID. Uh, but it's still a big number who have died 
with COVID or of COVID. Many of those people have had comorbidities. I think the majority, vast majority, that's true. What is too small a number? Are you still with me, John? I think I'm yeah, I, you. Oh, John, you're there. I, okay, well, so you know, what's, what's it, the number that, you know, we lost, we lost 55,000 people in Vietnam. We all know that number. Uh, 700,000 to COVID. Uh, is there a difference? I mean, that's a much bigger number. I mean, obviously there's a difference between going to war and then what's happening with uh, this disease. How well, do we, we all realize yeah. that we're living life. There are, there are dangers. But when the danger is point zero 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 nine, then it's not really that big of a danger, and we all have to, to accept that it's there. That is the, the global the global number is pretty uh, difficult like that. But if you actually get COVID, it's about one in sixty four people in the United States pass away. That's a much bigger number. Still a small number, frankly. But it's a lot closer to home, one in sixty four. Well, talk and so, to the doctors and uh-huh. the nurses who are telling us that the hospitals get paid more if it's if it's a COVID death. So Right, there's a lot of controversy about that. Yes. Yep, a lot of controversy about that. I'm with you there. They should not have made that determination. Uh, and I think maybe in a couple of years we'll figure it out. All right, thank you, John, for your, your call there. You know, what I'm trying to get at is this issue, and we, we're talking about a whole lot of things that I'm not too sure is really how do we know what's accurate or not. There's controversies on both sides. There's controversies about everything. Um, the last I looked at it, it's about one in 64 people who actually get COVID uh, will pass away. Almost all of that one in 64 have comorbidities that are pretty significant. Um, at what point are the mandates necessary, if they are at all? Um, you mentioned about government control. That's another thing that uh, we need to worry about with the mandates. I'm wondering, is there a point when a mandate for something like this would be a big deal? You can give me a call at 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Let me get to the scripture I was going to get to here, and uh, maybe we'll talk about this a little more through the, through the hour. First Peter 4, 7, and 11, it begins this way, the end of all things is near. And it's such an interesting way, because I think right now we wonder if the end is near, right? There's a lot of people who believe that maybe we're coming up to the end times. Some people I know think we're in the end times now already. I'm not sure about that myself, but... Uh, it, it certainly is something that is not hard to imagine. Uh, it's not hard to take a look at the prophecies in Scripture and figure out um, how those things might actually come to fruition today. But Peter, 2,000 years ago, is writing the end of all things are near. We're just a lot nearer to it now. He says, therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled. And the reason I'm asking this question is how do we get clear-minded even about government mandates for these vaccines? Most people have accepted government mandates for vaccines for kids for all the other childhood things. Not everybody, but most people. I think that a common objection is that this one is, we've only had this vaccine for a while. But from a scientific standpoint, probably it's okay. Um, but we also have times when that hasn't been true. How do we get clear-minded and self-controlled? You know, the next phrase here is, so that you can pray. Uh, That is a really big deal. I urge all of us to pray uh, about these things. I think there are tremendous implications. We get pretty wound up about them in different ways, don't we? Uh, 
And pastorally, you know, I'm seeing people in different churches, even families, divided pretty seriously over the vaccine mandates, over getting the vaccines, or or lots of people have the vaccine. I'm vaccinated. I got vaccinated. And uh, I got vaccinated because my mother-in-law went into assisted living, and I can't help my wife and go see her if I wasn't. That was what happened last spring, and that was the motivation for me. And I don't worry about it from the uh, scientific standpoint. I got a lot of questions about long-term effectiveness of it, uh, but we'll see. But that's my opinion. That's the decision that I needed to make. How do we move forward clear-minded and self-controlled? We begin with prayer. The next part here, it says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Uh, How do we love each other deeply, even when we're very passionate about this? Let's talk about it more. We'll see uh, what happens in our conversation. The number is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. I'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Southern California Live. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. It's a pleasure to be with you today. And we're talking about a difficult subject today. We're talking about the vaccines. It's a hard subject, isn't it? Because there are so many different opinions. And, you know, even as I take your phone calls, I'd love to have you call in. The number is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. You know, what I'm going to do is always ask you, where did you get your information? Um, One of the things we talked about uh, even in the last hour was how difficult it is to find information today that we can find credible and how important that is. And we have to check our hearts and we've got to check our, our motivations with those things. It, uh, you know, the scriptures so often we're told not to be deceived. And much of the time we're being told that in the context of false teachers and uh, that kind of thing. But the, the thing about being deceived is you don't know that you're deceived. That's why you're deceived. The nature of being deceived is that we don't know that we're deceived. The nature of being deceived is that we think that we are right and we think that the other person is deceived when we might might very well be deceived. How do we move forward with this? When I think about this too, when we talk about this issue, uh, let me ask you this question. If Donald Trump were still president today and you right now are not in favor of taking the vaccine, would you take it if he were still president? Well, the reason I'm asking that is because in a lot of ways, this is the Trump vaccine. Um, and we've seen people on the left, including president and vice president, who during the campaign last year, they said they wouldn't trust the vaccine because it came from Trump. Uh, but now they're pushing it as much as anybody else. And Donald Trump is pushing the vaccine. I like to go to presidential libraries. It's a hobby of mine. I've been to a bunch of them. I haven't been to all of them. We keep having presidents and they build new ones eventually. You got to go. Uh, There's two of them here in Southern California that are great. Uh, The Reagan Library, you need at least a whole day to go through it. It's fantastic. Uh, And the Nixon Library, also here in Southern California, uh, great place to go. And you get different displays of things, and you go to the different libraries, and they'll highlight usually uh, the president's life uh, policies and different things that happen. But usually there's one or two very large exhibits that go through maybe a big event that happened. If you go to the Jimmy Carter Library, for example, in Atlanta. Uh, there's a, a big wing on the Camp David Accords and you go through and it kind of looks like Camp David and it's a great, it's a great um, uh, display uh, exhibit at that 
museum uh, and worth it. If you're Jimmy Carter, that was uh, maybe one of your biggest moments. Uh, it's followed up by a, a 1980 display. You know, he lost to Ronald Reagan in 1980. It was kind of a horrible year, and there's this big wall of a timeline, and it goes through all the sort of bad things that happened, you know, that year uh, leading up to the uh, Reagan uh, election and Jimmy Carter's loss. It's pretty honest. It's pretty good. Nixon Library, a lot of Watergate stuff, very honest. In fact, he wanted that to be a part of it. Um, one day there's going to be a Donald J. Trump Presidential Library and Museum. Uh, I don't know where it's going to be. I kind of hope they put it in, uh, maybe they've decided and I haven't heard, but I, I've hoped, they probably won't because of security reasons, but I hope they put it in Trump Tower, like in his residence. I don't know if you've seen that residence in there, but it's gold-plated and real gaudy and kind of crazy in there, right? And I think it's a historically an interesting question. Why did working people vote for a guy who lived in this? Uh, it's a very interesting question that, uh, uh, and something I think that a, that Trump historians one day will really point to is that somebody who lived in this opulent sort of palace above New York City related so well with regular working Americans. Um, they are going to have in the Donald J. Trump Library a vaccine wall. There will be something in there, probably celebrating the vaccine. If you're a, if you are Donald Trump. Unless in a few years the vaccine turns out to be a bad deal, right? If in a few years we're watching television and it says if you took the Pfizer vaccine, you might be entitled to damages, you know, whatever, uh, that'll be bad. But in a few years when we're past the controversies and the vaccines are normalized or we don't need them or whatever eventually happens, the Trump vaccine is is a big part of the Trump presidency. He'll get a lot of credit uh, for steering the country actually through the coronavirus pandemic uh, assuming that in a few years it's a positive, you know, relatively positive thing. If he were still president, would that change your mind? And I'm asking that because I want to see. I want to see does it does it really affect us? Is it is it political? Uh, what is really driving our thought about the vaccine, and how do we get uh, to a place where? Uh, we're trusting the Lord above all things. Let me get to you, the calls here. The number is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Uh, Gabby from La Cunada. Gabby, welcome to the program. Gabby? How you doing, Gabby? Yes, I'm good. It's Debbie. How are you? I'm doing fine. What would you say your name was? Debbie. Oh, Debbie. I'm sorry. I got Gabby up here on the screen. All right. Uh, Debbie, thanks Hello. for calling. Yes. So to answer your question, um, the president has absolutely zero percent um, influence in my decision. All right. I think that's good. Um, yeah. And um, my um, situation is I have um, I'm adopted. We don't know my medical history. And I mm. have two kids who went through very serious situations with vaccines. My son, um, after receiving his DPT, the diphtheria, pertussis, tetanus shot at 18 months, um, went into anaphylactic shock. Mm. And I was asleep when, um, thank God, I was awoken to him gasping to breathe. And um, at the emergency room, they said had he been two minutes later, he would not have lived. My daughter also had serious situations with allergies. So I had to work a lot with infectious disease specialists with um, building their immunity, and yeah. um, I learned a lot. And and what I learned is, A, um, these are very frightening things when you see 
that um, someone's air pass has been closing up and they can't breathe. Mm-hmm. But also, um, we found the best way to get um, my two kids healthy, completely healthy, was to take them off all the antibiotics, all the steroids, all the vaccines, and they um, have very strong immune systems, which was really the key to their health. So in regards to immune system, our family has already had uh, COVID, and so we have a natural immunity. Yeah. Research has shown that your immunity is 12 times stronger, and it lasts a lot longer than what they're saying. Again, I'm working with physicians. Yeah. And uh, given that, to, to take, to receive a vaccine could be to, to mess up our natural immunity, could be harmful. And um, I, I find that we are making healthy choices um, that we've made prior to COVID uh, regarding vitamins, supplements, exercise, nutrition, uh, no sugar, those types of things. Mm-hmm. So you have a strong natural immunity, and that puts you in a, a, like a, a lower risk category. And um, and then there are other issues. Um, there, I believe, is an overreaching uh, governmental uh, overreach into the lives of, of citizens. That this is still my body, yeah. and especially. Knowing what we know, what we've been through, working with um, infectious disease specialists, tough ones, um, working with allergists, immune specialists, I, I feel, I, I, because nothing, I'm, I don't care what president, I don't care any of that. What I, I do care is, I'm not even absolutely against this, but what I do know is this is very untested. And after you go through something that we've gone through, um, you don't do things rashly. Mm. And um, I think the typical series for vaccine approval is like five years. And, yeah, something um, like that. I even listened to how I built this on, on the Moderna. Very interesting, the, the science behind it. But for me, my family, um, we're skeptical. And uh, it's going to take a lot more time and a lot more evidence. Safety. Yeah, Debbie, I really appreciate your call, and I'm sorry that you went through that with uh, your kids. That had to be just terrifying. Um, and, uh, you know, I think every parent, myself included, you know, we got our kids vaccinated. Uh, we spread it out. We kind of wanted to not do it all in one bunch. That was a decision that we made, and our kids did okay. But the whole time you wonder, uh, because there, are, there definitely are, are issues that some people have, and Debbie, you've had them. I think we need to hear, hear in this conversation uh, I mean, in the in the national or the state and local conversation, a lot of parents like Debbie who have really gone through this in um, a personal way. She made the distinction between just getting the vaccine, but also the government mandate and the government telling Debbie, who in her family she's had experience um, for for real of not a very good uh, experience with vaccines and her kids, and she has an awful lot of input on this as a parent. And uh, an awful lot uh, to risk, I think. And the the mandates, I think, are are a are a separate issue. Um, they're part of it with this. But what's the next mandate? We have to ask, right? Where is it that the government has the right and authority to do that? And then what do we do? How do we respond to it in a very helpful 
way uh, moving forward. Um, I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live, and we've been having some conversation about uh, the vaccines. If you want to give a call, we might have a time after the break for a couple of more calls. There's a few on the screen right now. The number is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. I'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to Southern California Live. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. It's great to be with you today. And we've been having a conversation this hour about the vaccines. And one of the things that we've been talking about is how do we know even our our side is correct, the things that we are presenting. And I've asked you to call 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. One of the things that I thought of is, you know, and I've asked people this before, would your mind be different if... President Trump was the president now? Is it is it politics that's moving it? Or is it the mandate that's moving uh, your opinion, whatever it is, on on vaccines? What is at the root of our, our feeling about it? Uh, most of the scientific community, but not all, uh, encourages us to get vaccinated. But the government is forcing us to get vaccinated. Our local governments are making it uh, in such a way that we can't go to the go to the uh, restaurant we want to go to. Uh, There's all kinds of things that are coming down the pike here, especially in uh, Los Angeles right now, in Los Angeles City and County. The number is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Mark from Brea, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Pastor Scott. Hi, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, glad to take your call. Uh, I, 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 I listen and I keep, you know, every day it's, it's a, it's something new, and I, my main my main thought is uh, number one, follow the money. Hmm. How many people have become billionaires because of this tragedy? And anybody that profits off of other people's uh, disease or or deaths uh, is definitely not amongst people that I would want to follow. Um, the, the, uh, the statistics have been skewed since day one. Um, and it, and I believe that these mandates are, are, you know, the mandates are obviously political. The mandates are definitely overreach. Uh, well, and it's different state to state, right? One of the reasons we see that is it's yeah. different state to state. Would you say that the money is the biggest thing? Like, are you? Did you get vaccinated? No, I have not. Is it uh, because you feel like it's uh, about money, or are you against vaccinations, or what was your reason for not doing that? I I uh, believe that healthy people should know how to take their own temperature and should be able to make a decision. You know, it's it's uh, the left always screams about my body, my choice except somehow it's reversed when it comes to these the, the, the vaccines. We cannot have government. What, what's next? Well, and the right is using that same argument now, right? It's different, obviously. Yeah. It's obviously different. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't fault anybody that, that makes a decision to do that. But we shouldn't. It, it's not the bubonic plague that we're dealing with. The other, the other reality is there's almost, what, 2 million people dying every year from tuberculosis. Has anybody ever developed a vaccine for TB? No, they haven't. 
but that though you know there's certain i have friends who live in england and they contact me and say your government is lying to you right now in england almost 60 percent of the people that are in the hospitals right now are in there because they got two shots of a All vaccine. Right. The yeah. vaccine made them seriously well, I, ill. I haven't seen that yeah, story, I but I want to go on to the next call here, Mark. I appreciate it. You know, Mark is uh, uh, asking, you know, about the money and things like that. And obviously there's people making money. People I know, I know a couple people who've made money. They made money on, uh, on uh, Zoom calls, right? If somebody uh, figured that out pretty early that they can do that. Uh, Denise from uh, uh, Montrose, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Yeah. I just wanted to say, I just heard your comment. I was making out some bills before I run off to the post office, but I think <laughs> that you had said that um, it may go badly for the president, uh, I think it was Trump, if the vaccine turns out to be ineffective. Or, well, I was, yeah, I was looking uh, at it from a historical, you know, 10 years down the road, 15 years down the road, what are people going to say? Um, and depends I, on I what way they, it goes, I think. I hope. I hope that they make a connection to the fact that Dr. Fauci is the constant. He has been on uh, presidential advisory committees for viruses uh, uh, since Reagan. So this is going to be a shared burden. I think. Oh, for sure. Um, Yeah, there's in reality, there's always a lot of people, but presidents tend to take credit or blame for things uh, that often they didn't really have a lot to do with. I think you know, that uh, President Trump was under the gun uh, because of the uh, history with Fauci. He was already on board, had that credibility going for him. But honestly, since we had not seen this virus before, um, I think the pressure was to make a decision. But for me, I'm not getting vaccinated, and I'm erring on the side of the science that I have researched. And I had been reading some science magazines and I'm not taking the vaccine. They don't know enough about the study of RNA and human beings. And actually, one of the articles I read said that even as far back as 1960, scientists were playing with uh, RNA and made a pact amongst themselves. They wouldn't put them into human beings without testing. And when there was a call, an urgent call to put RNA uh, carried vaccines into human beings in February 2020, right. it was do this or else. So it was, it was a risk. All right. Well, thank you for your call, uh, Denise. And I'm going to take one more call and then we need to wrap it up here. Uh, Claudia from Pasadena. Claudia, thank you for calling. Hi. Yes. You were asking if Trump was still president, if I would um, take the vaccination. The answer is no. I, I don't even take the flu shot. For me, it's more than, than taking the vaccination. I feel that it's, a freedom issue, and also if they're mandating the vaccine now, what's next? I just feel like when 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 is this going to stop? You know. Yeah, there's definitely a second it. issue. Uh, you know, the mandates is a you know whether you take the vaccine or not. Mandate is a is a an issue we really need to think about as far as what government is doing. Uh, right, Claudia. You know, first uh, they were incentivized. Yeah. You know, they were giving incentives, and now they're like, "Well, if you don't, you can lose your job, or you yeah. can't play it's, a sport." It's changed a lot, just, Claudia. I need to I need to go because we're going to wrap up here pretty soon. But thank you very much for your call. Appreciate that. You know, as we we've taken a lot of calls in this uh, hour, I appreciate all of your calls and the and the conversation. Uh, and different things. You know, there are multiple different opinions and uh, several people uh, have said, you know, that you've done the research and I appreciate that. And there's people who've done the research who come to a different opinion. 
And, uh, you know, one of the things that I think is important is make sure you are talking with your doctor about this. Um, and you might have doctors. In fact, I know doctors who have different opinions you know, about this. Uh, I have, uh, we have people in our church who are in the medical practice who have different opinions. That's not always there, but your relationship with your doctor, it matters a lot. And I want to encourage you to do that because with all of the, with all the stuff going on, the controversies, the, the changes of tactic, the, changes of opinion, which may or may not be scientific. Uh, there are people out there who you know and who love who are dying of COVID. Um, and pastorally, you know, I, I am telling you that there is, even if it's been overblown, uh, there's a real thing out there. So take it very seriously. You know, inform your doctor, work with your doctor. And if your doctor's telling you something you don't like, then I think you should consider getting another doctor. You know, somewhere you have to sort of choose to trust. And a hard thing to do is, is taking care of our, our own bodies with this stuff, right? We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And uh, how do we know what is true for ourselves? One of the callers started to get to it. And here's, here's something I would encourage you, and I'm failing at this myself, so I'll tell you right away, this is a big deal. Most of the people who have died of the virus, not died of something else because they got the virus while they're in the hospital or other things, but people who have died, particularly the COVID pneumonia or other stuff, they had a lot of things where they could have been taking better care of themselves. And one thing we know for sure is that we should take better care of ourselves. I heard a comedian once say that uh, sometimes we're supposed to treat our body like a temple, but he treats his like a relatively well-managed Presbyterian youth center. Uh, and I thought that was kind of funny. And I think, unfortunately, I kind of feel like I'm in that same place. Uh, let me remind you of a few things here, though. We are to honor God with our, our bodies, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 tells us. So take these issues seriously for, for exercise, for behaviors that we do, um, and talk to your doctor about these things. I think that it is, it's very hard in this world today to not make ourselves our own, our own scientists. We all do our own research. And, you know, I go on WebMD, and 10 minutes later I've got a tumor somewhere, and I was feeling good before I read it. Um, but then I go to my doctor with it and he tells me I'm an idiot. Um, although I've gone to my doctor with things and he's been glad at different times that I look things up, uh, so we can do that. Ultimately, our faith and our trust is in the Lord and keep him in the Lord and keep being respectful for one another. There's a lot of issues here that we're not going to resolve, but I appreciate the way you're able to talk about it. I want to encourage you to seek what is true and seek the Lord in prayer and to love one another through it. I'm out of time. I got more to say on this. I'm out of time. I want to encourage you to go to kkla.com or kprz.com if you're in San Diego and check out the website and get the podcast of this program. And, uh, and there are so many other ways that together on this Christian radio station, we can encourage one another in the Lord and have our hope in Jesus Christ. That ultimately is where our hope is. And I think in all of this, there is so much fear that we have, fear of controversy, fear of death, fear of, of collusion, fear of one thing or another, make sure that you can rest in Jesus Christ and that we have nothing to fear because we have a risen Savior. We're out of time for today. God bless you. I'm Pastor Scott. See you tomorrow on Southern California Live. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.